Welcome into another edition of The Session with Londa and David. My name's David Austin, and sitting across from me, as always, in a... <laughs> nope, don't be careful. John Lennon <laughs> shirt and leather skirt. Hey! My beautiful child bride, Londa Joanne Sherwood Austin. It's funny that you call me your child bride and I'm older than you. Yeah, way older, but that's not that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. The Woo. session is a program that focuses on better business. It helps salespeople. Yeah, for it, sure. It helps business owners. And I got a call yesterday, and this is going to sound a little outrageous, I think. We are saving lives. We are saving lives. I got a call from a listener yesterday. A listener and a client. Yep, a listener and a client to the consulting firm who said, I got to tell you, I don't know if Londa let you know, but I am so grateful for the show that you guys are doing. Londa literally saved my life. And I said, well, what are you talking about? And she listened to our uh, customer service in healthcare episode Mm -hmm. from last season. Which, as a side note, if you haven't listened to it, you should. Right. It's it's tense and real and raw and necessary. Yeah. If 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 you necessary conversation. If you've ever had any major medical issues ever. You've seen some things and you've learned some things. This episode, that particular episode, the customer service in healthcare episode, mm-hmm. uh, talks about Londa's uh, cervical cancer. Yep. And it goes into the entire experience, which was horrific. This listener, who we have as a family friend and a client, Uh, was listening to that show and something in, this is her word, something inside her said, I need to go get checked out. Turns out she did have cervical cancer. Yeah. She's taken care of it. All the, all the surgery necessary and all the treatment necessary has happened. So what a great end to that story. Yes. And as a PSA, ladies, I know that it sucks to go get your pap. Yeah. I know that it does. Mm-hmm. I didn't for 16 years. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it sucks to do that. Finally went and had cervical cancer. There you go. And had to have a full hysterectomy. And that after effect is a show for another time. Well, I got to tell you. Reach out to me because I've got some great resources. If you're in that place or if you've had really terrible um care specifically in women's care women's gynecological care please reach out to me because i have a contact who is doing currently gathering research to change the way we do this kind of care for women yeah you know it it was really hard for me to watch you go through that it was awful and terrifying Cancer sucks, right? My mother died of breast cancer. You had cervical cancer. Our friend who called us yesterday had cervical cancer. Thank God I didn't know anything about it, though, because I would have been a nervous wreck about it. So it is nothing to mess around with. If you don't have regular health exams for men or women, you need to do it, especially if you're in our age bracket. Listen, listen, (laughs) that's hurtful. But I did it because I turned 50 last year. That's right. Um, 
And so I did all of it. I, I went and got the boob smash. I went and got the pap. I pooped in a box. Pooping in a box is I not as, as traumatic as one may think. Uh, it's, you know I who it's traumatic for? The UPS guy that's got to pick up that box. That's, anyway, that's who it's traumatic take for. Take care of yourself. Go get your regular routine checkups. And if you don't like your doctor, find a different one. That's an important thing to remember. They work for you. Mm-hmm. You're paying them mm-hmm. for a service. So find someone that you like and you click with. There you go. And that's it. We'll that is the that. whole public service announcement portion of the session with Londa and David, which is brought to you each week by Sherwood Austin Growth Consultants. If you're looking to grow your income and your success, Sherwood Austin Growth Consultants can help you find your sweet spot. Whether you're hoping to increase sales, grow your team, or just get your bottom line back in order, Sherwood Austin Growth Consultants can help. Call Londa today at 509-491-2663. Okay, that number again, 509-491-2663 for Sherwood Austin Growth Consultants. It's a great time to be in business. Why not be in business with us? Mm Mm-hmm. And we could save your life. Who knows? We Who knows? I can't. One thing that I think is really fun about the two of us is we are both um, just really interested in keeping up with current trends. That's true. In business. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's fun because uh, I can speak with anyone from, you know, a nine-year-old kid trying to launch a YouTube channel to all the way up to someone trying to exit their business they've had their whole life right. and they're ready to retire That's right. and and be able to help anywhere in between. And part of that is because we do, we're just like really nerdy about all the trends. That's exactly right. I mean, we don't know everything, come on, but If you're a, a student your entire life, you never get old. That's a that's God, I hope so. It's true. That's absolutely true. Um speaking of never getting old and being a student your entire life, Aww. I got a call last <laughs> night at nine o'clock from probably the most important non family member male in my life, and that was Les Savage. I love Les. Les called me last night. Um and we're gonna do some collaborating in the consulting business. Um and I'm super excited about it. You know, that guy is doing something to learn every single day of his yeah. life. Yeah. If he's not reading the Wall Street Journal, he's reading industry magazines, he's you know, looking at the lay of the land, yeah. he's investing in things. And mm-hmm. this is post-retirement. Right. This guy's not slowing down. And I got to tell you, it's awesome. Yeah. Awesome to see. Yep. He's been very inspiring to me. Yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. Yep. Every, everybody I know that has worked with him uh, has learned a ton from him. Yeah. You know, I'm excited to collaborate with him. It is. Well, I told you maybe two years ago, mm-hmm. my dream collaboration is Les Savage. It's funny. So if I can, if I can do something with Les, that's great. Now, my dream client is still the Walmart Corporation. And there's a lot that you can do to fix that company. Good. Grief. A lot. 
Hello. Okay, I don't want to get I don't want to get stuck on that. And I don't want to complain about the uh, uh, shopping for people that buy it online and then delivering it to their car. But they've got to find a better solution than having kids running through the store with these huge carts getting in the way of real live customers who are there right now. Right, right. So first of all, they're not ki- they're not kids. I know everyone seems like a kid to you. Well, that's because I'm old. <laughs> they're not kids, but they're yeah. They that is one thing, and and I actually have a solution to that. So I've I've thought about this. Well, you you automate it maybe, and you put it in a warehouse that is not where people go to shop. Well, I'm not ready to share my solution. You they, know, they need to call you for free. And if they you want to call, call you need to call five zero nine four nine one two six six three for Sherwood Austin Growth Consultants five zero nine four nine one two six six three. Yeah. Okay. What is this week's show going to be all about? Well, we've already covered a lot of ground. We're saving lives. Yep. I mean, we can't help it. We're just that good. I can't. <laughs> I, I still can't get over that phone call. Yeah. What an awesome thing. And what a well, great. And for every person who reaches out and tells you, mm-hmm. there's who knows how many that did something that didn't reach out and tell right. us. I mean, it it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We love your feedback. Here on the program. Mm-hmm. So if you want to leave us a message on Facebook or put something on our YouTube channel to us or reach out in, um, what, what do you say? Direct message, DMs, yeah. reach out in our DMs. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't know what's going on there. I, I'm a cute, cute older guy. Yeah. Thank God I'm not angry as well. The best thing for them to do is text or email me, really. Yeah. And that way... Um, what's, what's the, uh, Sherwood Austin growth consultants email for you? Londa at SherwoodAustin.com. Londa at SherwoodAustin.com. Does that live anywhere in any of the copy that we've written for the show? I think not. No, because we're dumb. So email Londa <laughs> at SherwoodAustin.com. Because if, even we miss things. That, that's something I missed. Um, if you have a show topic that you're interested in, you can, email us there if you have a question that you'd like us to answer right and every week we have a a user question now that's kind of a fun thing yeah and and again are we doing that at the end today Mm -hmm. i think i think that's great um Uh, we don't have to but we certainly we could do it now i don't care no 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 we'll do it at any i want it to be consistent I want the program to be consistent. Well, it is consistent. Because I'm we a do weirdo. a question of the week every week. <laughs> and outside of that, you never know what you're going to get. There you go. You don't know what's in this cup. It's home coffee. And that brings me to this edition of the sessions brought to you by Home Coffee. It's easy to make at home. <laughs> do you have a Keurig? Home Coffee. Do you have a regular coffee maker like a Mr. Coffee? Enjoy Home Coffee. Man, we had that conversation yesterday about the regular coffee maker. I said, I'm going to take that thing and th- the big fancy machine that the robot that lives in our kitchen that makes the fancy coffee and throw it out the window and go get me a $35 Mr. Coffee 12 cupper. Although the robot that lives in our kitchen <laughs> does make good coffee <laughs> as I take a sip. Bonus dad. You mm-hmm, have your bonus mm-hmm. dad cup. That's correct. Boy, you sure did get a bonus when we got together. Seven extra kids. Well, not just seven because they've all but one have got spouses or partners well, that's and true. there's grandbabies big flying pile of people added <laughs> to my inner circle and i love it yeah well to- you never know and this is a good point you never know what one connection how many connections that one connection is actually going to make for you look how i just made that a business point but here's the thing 
you can train your connections how to connect you with their connections as well. And that is a podcast we have done. That's exactly right. So mm-hmm. it's it's important um, that you live your life in a way that people will want to be drawn to you and right. do business with you. Right. And your business will always grow. We've said it before on the show. It does not matter what the market conditions are. If you're in a growth mode, your business will grow. Absolutely. If you're anticipating the growth, you're looking for the growth, you're working toward the growth, you're growing toward the growth, it will be there. That's exactly right. Absolutely. So I want to touch on the evolution of success training. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Evolution of success training. You know, you go to trainings like Mm -hmm. sales trainings or, um, you know, they don't call them sales trainings anymore. They call them all kinds of different empowerment conference right. or, you know, whatever it is. Motivation mastermind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there yeah. are a lot of masterminds out there right now. Absolutely. But that's kind of what I'm talking about. Right. And I remember when I started going to those, which I think I was maybe 19 years old when I okay. went to my first one. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the, the focus was all about... What do you want out of life? Okay. You know, what kind of car do you want to drive? What kind of house do you want to live in? Uh, How much money do you want to make? And when you were 19, Porsche was a car that people wanted to drive that were involved in sales. Porsche. Okay. Yeah. I always called it Porsche. I was corrected when I was about 19 by someone. No, no, it's a Porsche. So I've been saying it that way ever since. Huh, someone corrected the way you said something. Yeah, and I know everybody loves that. I know everybody does. <laughs> they do. Everybody <laughs> loves to be corrected. Dog. Uh. Um, coffee. <laughs> anyway, but that was really the focus. It was, it was um, you know, the things. What kind of vacations do you want to take your family right. on and use that as motivation? It was kind of that Wolf of Wall Street kind of right. idea. Yep. You know, go get some more debt so you mm-hmm. can be successful. Yes. It'll motivate you to work. Can't pay your rent? Great. Pick up the phone. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Great sales training in that movie. Awesome. Really, listen, filthy, filthy movie If if you're sensitive to, you know, don't watch it. But if you want some great sales training, you know, but uh, Dago, Miguel and Rob will all tell you during that speech, I got super motivated when we were all at the movies together. I said, OK, guys, I got to go pick up the phone. And I got up and walked out of the theater and called an underwriter and convinced her to approve a deal that maybe shouldn't have been approved. I don't know. I don't know. They didn't default. They lived in the house for several years and sold it about a year Nothing ago. was illegal. Nobody defaulted. Everything was fine. <laughs> That's exactly right. But you picked up the phone and you got it done. And, and before that scene, I wasn't a real believer mm-hmm. in the file. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But something clicked inside my brain during that scene. And I got up and I picked up the phone and called the underwriter and got that deal. And done. we've done a whole show on that too, yeah. where stop procrastinating, mm-hmm. stop thinking about it, talking about it and just do, do it. it. That's exactly so, right. So do you remember the magazines that companies used to have? And on the front cover of the magazine, like their quarterly or their monthly magazine, and they would have like the successful people with their flashy cars and their big houses and all that stuff. Okay. Did you ever see that? No. Oh, well. I didn't see that because okay. 
I was selling men's clothing at Chess King at the time. <laughs> well, I mean, it went on for quite some time, and it probably still happens. Sure. But I'm just saying. And it, the and Melville it was, Corporation didn't send those out to the stores. You know, it was, and now it wouldn't be a magazine. It would be on their website or, you mm-hmm. know, on their, their mm-hmm. online presence. Um, but that was, that was really the focus. It was how much money can you make so you can provide a lifestyle for yourself and your family. That was the entire 80s. The entire 80s was that. 80s, 90s, yeah, for sure. And then the focus kind of shifted to uh, who do you want to be personally, but in the marketplace. Be the expert. Okay. Be the person that everybody comes to. When they think of cars, man, they think of you. Right. Right? When they think of whatever, you know? Yes, yes. And... and so then that was the focus and you had to get involved in, <clears throat> excuse me, lots of different community things and, you know, sponsor a neighborhood's Easter party or, you know, get your name out there and go to all the fairs and go to all the this and mm-hmm. all of that and, mm-hmm. and market yourself as the expert. Okay. Right. The doctor of whatever you do. So it was resource be a resource training. Yep. Yep. Okay. Be okay. a resource to your community. And that wasn't very long ago that that shift kind of happened. Now, I want to say before I move on, there is truth and validity in how much money do you want to make and what kind of lifestyle do you want to live sure. financially? Sure. Right? Yep. Do, do you want your kids to go to private schools? Well, you've got to make the money to provide that. There is, there is truth to that, right? I'm yes. not saying throw the throw it away and then focus on this. No, no, no. It's, it's holistic. It's all of it. Right. That's right. So then, then, and the, who do you want to be, be seen as, be recognized as Mm -hmm. that also is important. Right. Right. Sure. There's truth to it and validity, but I feel the, the shift to, you know, in recent years and especially right now, there's a tide kind of rising of, how do I want to feel? Okay, that's different. And for sure. how do I want my clients to feel? Okay. Right? So when I look at myself in the mirror in the morning, how do I want to feel about that person mm-hmm. looking back at me? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So, um, you know, if you're not thinking about how you feel if you're if you're if you're not in touch with your feelings because you also grew up in the 70s and 80s <laughs> uh get a therapist read some books but but really start thinking about how do i want to feel a, about my life about the person that i am about my impact on the people around me and my community and even my earth and the reason that i say that is because one of our children went to work for Starbucks. Right. And I knew that I knew that I knew when she got deeper into the message of the Starbucks company that she would be lit. Yeah. I knew it. I knew yep. it. So she told me, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, well, I started, they offer these classes and, you know, it doesn't cost anything and you don't really get anything for it. It just shows that you're motivated to grow. And, and so I started these classes that Starbucks has for their baristas. And they're like called the Green Apron series or uh, something like that. I, I That was one of them that yeah. she did. She yeah. She does a bunch of different ones. Anyway, I'm telling you what. 
And I knew we got off the phone with her, not mm-hmm. the phone, FaceTime, right? Because they FaceTime. It's still through we, the phone. Yeah, yeah. We got off the <laughs> phone with her and I said, you just wait. You just wait because this is going to, she may be a Starbucks employee for life. I could see her, you know, making her way through the company uh, into, and, and, into the corporate level and she'd be mm-hmm. a huge asset and for them. And corporate Starbucks people make great money. And it's, it's not and a pipe what's, dream. Well, what's funny is she doesn't care about making great money, but she cares about something that she found in their literature last week. Okay. And that was the impact on the environment. Right. The sustainability of the company, specifically in the way that they treat their coffee-growing partners. And she said a couple of times she loves that they're ethically sourced beans. Right. So It's not some, you know, horrible work conditions that's important to her the it's way not people some kind are of treated. nicaraguan work camp where people have guns and right yeah, right yeah. it's it it's a um, good good work um environment mm-hmm. it's a fair wage it's a you know and she was showing us in one of the books she's like this this right here this is one of our farmers yeah farmer like, this first is, this is a real farmer that that grows our coffee for us and and this isn't she goes this isn't a stock photo this is real <laughs> and and she was so excited because she's motivated by being ethical sure in, yeah. in her work. And she said, and this was key, and I want, as we're talking about this, don't be thinking about Starbucks. Think about your own company, your own job, and your own life. Right. She said, I'm not just making a cup of coffee for someone when I'm making a cup of coffee for them. I'm not just handing them a cup of coffee. I'm actually impacting an entire community Mm -hmm. in South America or wherever it was, and they are able to provide a living for their family, a healthy, safe living for their family, because I'm serving a cup of coffee. And I'm telling you what, that, that kid, she gets it. She gets the message that Howard Schultz, wanted people to get from the very beginning Mm -hmm. it's not about the coffee and and they have a very loyal employee who by the way is brilliant and fantastic and but that's what i'm saying thinking about the impact of what you're doing on more than just me and mine right knowing your why her why is to help people and to help improve lives. And she wants to make enough money to pay her bills. And right. she lives pretty That's small, right. right? Purposefully. Because she doesn't want to take up a big footprint in the world. Right? Right. And so she wants to make enough money to pay her bills. Maybe have a little fun. But but how she feels about the company she is collaborating with. Mm-hmm. And what they do and how they impact the environment and impact people, so much more important. Well, and that's why businesses put together mission statements. And that's why uh, managers get together regularly to discuss the mission of the company. Because they want to be able to explain to their staffs the why. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Why is pretty important. So you talk about um, how we want to feel and how we want our clients to feel. That, that is all related. Mm-hmm. You know what and, I mean? And I guess I'm really, uh, you know, I'm pretty sensitive to this topic mm-hmm. because I, you know, for the last three years have been 
really digging into my own feelings and mm-hmm. feeling what I feel. And my poor kids were raised, you know, with, with this training, uh, feelings are liars. Um, uh-huh. tell yep. me more feelings. You can't be swayed by your feelings. You just have to stay the course. You just do what you have to do, no matter how you feel. And, and my poor kids, I, that was a philosophy I really believed. And where did that come from? Well, I was raised by Shirley Ann Livingston, who raised me on the <laughs> mantra of, hey, listen, get over it. Life's hard. Okay. Which morphed into feelings are liars. Feelings can't dictate or determine your day, oh. your life, your whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And listen, for those of you listening who think, oh, her poor kids, she must... I am very grateful because my kids have every reason to, you know, be mad and never speak to me, but I have a very healthy relationship with every one of my kids for which I am eternally grateful. And but, it doesn't but hurt that you are intensely interested in their experience. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it though is because, you know, three or four years ago when I started making that shift mm-hmm. into, oh, wait a minute, feelings are clues feelings really do matter, yes. feelings, intuition, all of that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And it's when I started getting really sick, right? Physically sick. Uh-huh. Um, here's a book recommendation. The body keeps the score. Uh, <laughs> well, cause your body holds your emotional trauma and sure. then you get sick and blah, 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 blah. So now I have a lot of really open conversations with my kids about feelings and mental health and all that kind of thing. We're all, you know, in and out of therapy and it's good now. And but- it's really interesting for me to witness because my perception is based on skewed information because I only came into the picture about three years ago. so Yeah, maybe, maybe two and a half years ago, yeah. Well, we got married two and a half years ago, but you and we I became friends. Uh, September, September 11th. Let me show you. <laughs> let, me, let me show you. My, right there, 9-11-19. He's, okay. he's showing me his tattoo of our, our uh, wedding date. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine, fine. So um, we became friends, however. Um, we knew each other. Right around the time I was starting to explore my feelings. So I don't know you not doing that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. My my very, um, uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Shallow knowledge of you was when I did your home loan 11 years ago, you and Jeff. Um, that was different. I didn't know right. you it's guys a very on an emotional view, right? yeah. level. So the entire time I've had an emotional connection with you, a, a connection where we can talk about feelings and all that, you've been the, you've been this person. Right. So I have no point of reference. So it's always <laughs> shocking to me when the kids talk about that or when you talk about that because right. it's not part of my my worldview. Right. Does that make sense? Right. And while while we can't control the way that our clients feel, mm-hmm. right, we can be aware of how our actions and our words and our, you know, what we do could potentially make them feel. We want them to feel, you know, if you like when I work with a client, I want them to feel um, safe with me. Mm-hmm. I want them to feel um you know, secure that I know what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, those kind of things. And, and I want to feel good about what I'm doing. I want to feel, okay, so this is your homework for those of you listening. How do you want to feel about the work that you do? 
That's good. How do you want to feel about the work that you do? Are you asking me to answer that question right now? Sure. How do you want to feel? I want to feel safe. Okay. Probably the same way I want my clients to feel. Okay. I want to feel secure. Okay. Loved. Okay. Respected. And you want to feel loved and respected in your business. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I want to be adored and respected in in my personal and my professional life. Okay. That makes sense. You know, if you you have one inkling, one shred of, I don't know if I really respect this person, don't call me to work with me. Oh. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm. Okay. You can call me for a reference. I'll find somebody who's a good match. Sure. You know? And, you know, it's hard to find people that I know that don't respect you. It's hard to find them. There are a couple ladies that are upset with you, I'm sure. But it's hard to find people that don't respect you. Everyone I know that has spent any time with you thinks you are super dialed in, super smart, um, super confident. That's kind of part of your... Your uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. I had I did a class last year where I had to reach out to people and mm-hmm. ask them to describe me in three words. Mm-hmm. And one word that came back to me again and again and again was confident. Right. Another word was strong. Right. And I thought, hey, you know, if if you have seen the meme or the TikTok or whatever that says, uh, I don't I don't want to be strong another day. Right. Right. And that's kind of where I was when I was getting all of that. I thought, Jesus, I just, I don't want to be, I don't want to be. And that's part of the evolution, right? When I got that feedback from people and it was probably over 50 people and -hmm. there were consistencies, right? In in the verbiage, I thought it doesn't feel authentic. Strong. Strong, confident, sure badass. Well, you were going through some stuff personally during that time period. You had just gotten your diagnosis. Right. You you were going through some things. We were kind of isolating in our um mm-hmm. in our Florida we we, vacation we, home mm-hmm. because you were you know, working to get better. It was like we went to Arizona because we had tuberculosis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, and this is something to keep in mind for our listeners is, listen, when, when stuff hits you, embrace it Mm -hmm. because it could be the, the exact evolution of you that you've been waiting for. That's interesting. And I feel like that's what's happened to me. Okay. Um, I, I, reached out to my best girlfriend yesterday and I said, uh, Hey, I started doing my, my workouts again. And, and, uh, she said, Oh, I'm so proud of you. I go, yeah, it's time to detox and get strong again. I said, I've been sad long enough. And, and that's a real, it's, it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to be in that place. It's okay to slow down. It's okay to isolate. Mm -hmm. All of those things are okay to do for a while. Right. And that's what I've done. And I'm emerging definitely a very different person. Mm -hmm. Very different. Much more sensitive. Much more caring. Much less concerned about um, being seen as strong and confident. And like all those things were true that people said, but it felt like a a costume I put on. Yeah, kind of like a mask. Yeah, instead of who I 
was inside because inside I'm pretty delicate and insecure and, you know, I have a lot of struggles and a lot of, you know, uh, human, I guess is what I'm trying to say. We're human, but you know what? It coming through this, this has made me uh, way better at my work. Okay. Oh, way, way better. Right. Because I'm so much more sensitive. Yeah. You are more sensitive and you have a ton of empathy. And I'm not worried about the success, right? I don't think about this. Because I came up in all this training, by the way. Right. You know, all of that. Sure. And and I'm not, I know the money's going to be there and my lifestyle is going to be great. So I don't even think about that anymore. Right. You know, I know that I have to be okay with the person looking back at me in the mirror. And I want to make people feel how they tell me they want to feel. Right. Instead of make them think a certain way about me. Right. Right? Like, as long as we come away from this and they still feel like I know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't care about that anymore. I do know what I'm doing. Like, I don't need to worry about it. Yeah, that's interesting. Trust that the, when I work with a client, I feel like, listen, the journey's going to look... A little weird at times. <laughs> it's going to look like we're not making any progress. Right. And then some days it'll look like we're making tons of progress. Trust the journey. Right. I like, <laughs> uh, differently, I like making people feel good. And I like, I like to please everyone around me. That's kind of my deal. Well, and God bless for that. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? You. So for <laughs> I'm me, here for it, as the kids say. The experience is everything not some of it it's everything tell me more well when i'm in business let's talk about the loan business at envoy mortgage if i do your loan i'm not just trying to get you the best possible deal and i'm not trying to get you i'm trying to make your experience the best experience ever Mm -hmm. that's what i want to do and let me tell you something when something goes wrong on a file and someone has a bad opinion of me, that is devastating to me mm-hmm. because I would way rather somebody get the deal they need and not get paid than get paid a ton of money with upset people on the backside of that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, And I can attest to that because I've watched you do that. Yeah. So for me, it's all about the experience, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a good experience for me if they don't have a good experience. Right. And I think a lot of that is because you want them to feel good about their experience That's right. and they want and you want them to feel good about working with you. That's exactly right. Right. So you kind of do a lot of that feeling even though you don't call it that very naturally. That's right. And, you know, when I go to these sales training things and they talk about positive mindset and they talk about uh, changing your state and having a good outlook, it sounds ludicrous to me because that's just how I am normally. Something bad has to happen to knock me off of that. I don't need to look in the mirror and go, you got this. This is your day. You're going to make this happen because I just believe that as a fact. It's going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? So for me. And that's on not having a lot of childhood trauma. Well, thank God, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know, and some people would say I had tons of. Tell me more about what that's like. (laughs) Some people would say I had tons of childhood trauma because I moved every six months of my life until I was, you know, a high school student. But it's it's only trauma if you interpret it as trauma. That's exactly right. Within your own brain. And I think as a defense mechanism, 
um, I decided that moving would be a fun opportunity, not a sad thing where I'm leaving friends behind. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is, is I still communicate with those early childhood friends, which is cool. Right. It's the coolest thing. Yep. So, you know, there you have it. And there it is. In fact, it's so funny. You went to your first Mardi Gras parade on Saturday. Let me tell y'all, um, it was magic. It, it really was. And uh, I got to tell you, what I was doing was when the floats were right in front of us, I would say, it's her first Mardi Gras. He was yelling. And people would throw stuff right to her. They'd yeah. throw it to me and I'd put it around her neck. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the cool thing about uh, being in Louisiana, in Lafayette specifically, mm. is I see people that I've known for the last 30 years. Yeah. And we're... At the parade, having a great time. A float goes by. I don't recognize anybody on the float. And I hear somebody yell, hey, David. And then they threw me one of these uh, favors. A hand. It was a, I guess it's a big deal. Somebody said it's a handmade, um, hand decorated maraca. Right. Specific to that parade and whatever. We got two of those. And and your, uh, our, not your, our (laughs) sister-in-law yesterday when she came over and saw it she was flipping out she's like this is a really big deal that you got and i can't believe you got two of them right yeah and one hey david and then threw it right to me i I think it was sean murphy i don't i don't know sean if it was you will you let us know yes it had to be i don't know who else it would be we also got invited to a mardi gras ball (gasps) oh my god so people you don't even understand (laughs) i have said to him for weeks, oh. as I'm learning about this celebration, right? Because I don't have any point of reference at all. Right. I find out there's balls. Now, listen, I don't. There is not much in this world I love more than dressing up in a fancy gown and going and just parading like a stupid peacock around a room with a glass of wine in my hand, feeling fancy. Oh, that's exactly. And you know what? You are fancy. <laughs> I mean, it's so much fun. And I said, I want to go to the, I want to go to a ball. Why can't we go to, I said, in fact, I said to you that day, (laughs) could you just be a fancy person so I can be a fancy person's wife and go to fancy things? (laughs) And and one of my high school classmates saw that you were at the parade and said, hey, if you guys want to come to the ball next week, you can come. So Uh there you go. So not only... Are we going to a ball? It's the Xanadu The ball. Xanadu ball. The all-lady crew. It's the all-female crew. Mm-hmm. You guys, I'm so excited. But I have to find a dress this week. And I have to find a tuxedo. Because it is, and I quote, strictly formal. That's correct. Yes. You can't go dressed like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. While I have been to semi-formal events and and supposedly formal events i've never been to one that is strictly formal ever in my whole life you never went to prom prom was not strictly formal i grew prom, up in a in prom, a i beg to differ little... prom is strictly no, formal homecoming's no. not you might wear a no. sport coat you might no. wear a blazer we weren't wearing floor length dresses really no my senior Listen, prom, i was choosing the shortest dress i could find my senior <laughs> prom my date and i went to uh, a costume place and got antique 
formal wear. Why does this not surprise me? I, I wore tails and a vest that was from the did. 1920s. She wore some kind of thing that went all the way to the floor. Yes, prom is formal. Prom was formal where you went to high school. Prom was not strictly formal where I went to high school. Okay, that's news to me. Let me. You know what's formal in Zilla, Washington? Not much. Blue jeans that don't have a hole in the knee. That's right. <laughs> so you've been to the Cattleman's Ball. Yeah, but I'm so excited. And so uh, tune in next week for the follow-up on that. I'm I'm out of my mind excited. I'll find a way to get pictures on the YouTube thing by then as well so that you guys can see it on next well, week's show. I don't show. know if they want to, but I, I'm so excited. I'm just thrilled. Yeah. It, it Yeah. Our question of the week, are you ready for it? I am, go. Um, how do I know when to go or when to stay with a company? Okay, I'm glad you added with a company in there. <laughs> well, it's not any different whether it's a relationship or a company. I can tell you, I've had several lightning rod moments that have told me you got to go. You got to go. Which will flip. That's exactly right. And it's, <clears throat> it's rarely a buildup. It's usually going, going, yep. going, and then gone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What you're looking for, you will find. That's right. So if you're looking for clarity, you will find it. Okay. I hate to say that, but, you know, if you, you, mm, the answer for me, and you okay. may have a different answer, mm -hmm. is, is that you will have a light switch moment mm -hmm. of clarity where you think, I cannot do this another moment. I can't be authentic to who I am right. and remain in this place with this company, with these people, with this whatever. And on the flip side, you may have a lightning rod moment where uh, it's not, I have to leave this company, yes. but it's, I have to get to some other place. Yeah. Right? And, and additionally, you could have that moment where you know for a fact you're staying. Right. It That's anchors right. you to a company. It's like love it or list it, right? <laughs> yeah. When, when I considered leaving Guild Mortgage, which I dearly loved my time at Guild, mm -hmm. everybody I worked with was awesome. Everybody in the management structure was awesome. I loved working for Charles Ney at Guild Mortgage. Loved it. Yeah. The reason I left only had to do with me feeling fulfilled personally with, with peers, right? Mm -hmm. I saw that guy speak at the conference. I'll never forget it. He said, you're seven times more likely to be successful if you're surrounded by peers who have a vested interest in your success. And you are a relational guy. And I said, oh, well, I got to figure out how to do that. So I called Dago up and he said, I said, do you want to come here or do you want me to go there? Because we got to figure something out. And that's how that happened. And that was a that was a lightning rod moment. That was a yeah. paradigm shift. Yeah. I wrote it down in my notes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was with a company. Um, I had a, a similar kind of moment. I was with a company and all I've ever wanted to do is coach and mm -hmm. make people help make help people get better, mm -hmm. you know, and yep. reach their goals. And even when I started in real estate, that's I I had a really successful real estate career and after two years in real estate I started coaching other realtors and that's what I wanted to do and and um, I was with a company that I loved very much and loved all the people there and it broke my heart to have to leave but the day that 
the sales manager said to me, you will never be a coach here. I thought I, I have to go because it's who it's in my DNA. What a foolish, foolish mistake that person made telling you that. Well, foolish. I don't know. It led well, it me, worked great for you, it, it, but it, foolish for them. Well, I don't, I don't think they're sad about it either, but you know, you gotta <laughs> listen when somebody wants to go, let them go. That's right. Don't ever hold them back. And that's another thing I, you know, yeah, don't ever hold them back. When somebody wants to leave your company, let them go graciously. Uh-huh. Let let them go with a party. Do you know what I mean? Not if not an actual party, but like that kind of mindset. Sure. People get so offended when you leave a company or a church or a marriage or a whatever, <laughs> whatever. But can, can we just let people live their lives authentically? All I know is no one has left a marriage as gracefully as David and Sarah Austin did. We well, took, I don't know. We took, we took uh, divorce selfies on the day our divorce was final. I don't know if that was graceful. but It, it absolutely was graceful, and we were kind to one another, and it was easy because well, neither one of us had animosity. Right. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think my kid's dad and I were the same way. We did it yeah. very you know, pretty quietly. And I did anyway. I, I mean, I didn't, you know, I wasn't inside his head or living with him and in all his conversations, but I did it really, you know, quietly and just kind of slipped out to go do my own thing. Yeah. There and you go. You got out under the fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So trust the process, I think is the answer to that question. Yep. Trust the process and don't ever feel stuck Yeah. because you're not, you have options an opportunity to do something different if yep. what's happening in your life right now is not working for you there's a way out of that and that is a preview of my next book and if you want to <laughs> know more about that topic reach out to Londa at Sherwood Austin Growth Consultants that number is 509-491-2663 that number again 509-491-2663 or email Londa at SherwoodAustin.com that's Londa at SherwoodAustin.com my name's David Austin, and as we do every week, we have a great time bringing you this program. So for my beautiful bride, Londa Joanne Sherwood Austin, we will see you next week for The Session with Londa and David. David.